Happy summer, everyone. This is Janita, and I'm about to record episode 38 of the View 112 podcast. I promised a great colleague of mine that I would not let the month of June come and go without creating some sort of content. And so here I am on Sunday, June 30th uh, at about 7 o'clock p.m., getting ready to share with you some of my thoughts on uh, freedom through access as we head into July 4th week here on the View 112 Podcast. Welcome to the View 112 Podcast. I'm Janita Morris. As an avid reader, writer, and businesswoman, I'm passionate about literacy and self-development. Here, I think out loud and share my perspective on life, balancing a career, and building a writing business. Let's get into it. Good evening, everyone. Uh, So excited to spend a few minutes with you sharing some of my thoughts um, uh, going into this July 4th weekend. Obviously, July 4th here in America, we celebrate um, Independence Day. And it really got me thinking about freedom and independence. And I feel like in the last couple of years specifically, I've lived a a quite quite a different life than um, I have in the past. Before I get into that, um, because I everyone is you know thank you for you guys are just always the best um, either on you know social media or just my friends and family and you know colleagues who listen to the podcast or check up on me um, just hearing how things have been going or asking all kind of questions I really appreciate you um, just to give you a quick update I've been very uh, busy as you can imagine um, uh, I am back in school so I'm wrapping up the summer semester only, only two more weeks to go um, and I have moved uh, last I probably recorded a podcast I was living in the city of Norfolk. And so a couple of months ago, I think it's been two months at this point, I moved to Virginia Beach. So I am happily uh, residing in a beach town, which is has been fabulous. I've actually been to the beach um, and have my whole family coming to visit in town for Fourth of July week. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that and spending some time, uh, just like old times with my family and friends, shout out to my parents on July 3rd, this coming Wednesday is their 43rd wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary, mom and dad can't wait to celebrate with everybody this week. Now, getting into today's topic, I googled a definition of access, and one definition I found says it's a means of approaching or entering a place. And the reason why I equate access to freedom, um, I believe that a one, one way that we can acquire freedom is through access, um, how we get access and how we give access. Those are the two things that come to mind when I think about it. And part of the way um, I measure success at this point in my life is by the environments of which I have been able to gain access. I don't like being boxed out of situations based on limits. And in the past, I have shared... Um, either self-imposed limits or other limits that I've allowed um, maybe to um, uh, not gain, allow me to have a certain experience or access to a particular situation. And um, in the past, those limits could be um, based on money 
or a belief that I should or shouldn't be in a certain room or in an environment. And nowadays I'm motivated to work hard, to excel in my career, to work on side hustles, to finish school, because I believe that these things will give me access to spaces that I didn't have before. One of the best ways I've gained access is remaining a lifelong learner. So in addition to reading all the things, and you know I love love reading and have shared my love and my passion for reading and um, still reading. In fact, what I'm reading right now is Elaine Welteroth's book, More Than Enough. Um, And it's her part memoir, part manifesto, part... Um, career guide, if you will, her personal rise in um, her in her life and in her career. And um, I've really learned so much of already from her story. And I'm only um, I don't think she's even an adult yet, <laughs> as early as I am in her book. Um, but it's really fascinating. And um, she's uh, just a young um trailblazer for women of color um, and the work that she's doing in fashion and journalism. And um, and I just, I'm really enjoying her story. So um, in addition to reading things, how I gain access is I ask a lot of questions. Um, I've always been inquisitive, but I think to a point, I'll ask a lot of questions until I think I've reached a point um, that maybe something may be intimidating to ask. Again, a self a self imposed limit. I've learned to put my fear aside by asking those intimidating questions in order to gain access to information. The information that I'm t- trying to acquire is often more important than the uncomfortable and t- intimidating uh, moment. I give you a very recent example. I just got back from uh, a great. Um, family trip with some of my cousins to Las Vegas. And I was on a flight back from Las Vegas and met a really nice uh, gentleman. And we somehow started talking about probably because I live where I live now about boats. And uh, the conversation went from a very modest conversation about boats to chartering yachts and owning a yacht and then yacht club memberships. And, um, you know, the thought of a yacht club, uh, exclusive yacht club membership, number one, sounds very expensive. Um, And I don't own a yacht. And so I just was kind of like, I think in the past... I would have let the conversation kind of stop there. But we had been having so much conversation about um, kind of this area that I proceeded to continue to ask more questions about this exclusive yacht club. Like, what's it like? And how much does it cost to join? And what is the membership process, right? And um, and without hesitation, even, I almost surprised myself at the end of the conversation, mostly because of how much information um, I received from having this conversation and asking more questions. Um, And it didn't even occur to me quite that maybe some of those questions may seem, you know, made me appear to be ignorant or if, you know, kind of one of those situations, like if you don't, you know, like if you have to ask, you can't afford it kind of situation. I didn't think anything about that. I just really wanted to know, like, what's it like? And I'm not going to find out unless, I mean, this is a person who has access to something like that, obviously. And let me, you know, it's not every day that I meet someone like that. Let me ask some more questions. And not only did he answer all of my questions kindly, um, uh, and not only did I receive an invite from him to go to said exclusive yacht club the very same week 
at a restaurant, I met another person who's a member of this same um, place and he offered me um, <laughs> uh, um, an invite to join he and his wife uh, there for lunch as well. Um, and so uh, I'm not sure if I want a need or a membership to an exclusive yacht club, but I understand now that a whole space exists um, and this was really the conversation that we were having. It wasn't just about boats and yachting, but what I learned was it's a whole space of business networking and affiliation and conversations that are happening with a very exclusive group of people that um, now I understand that it's happening where it is and it actually happens to be in my very own neighborhood. And I've gotten access to that information and to a seat at the table, the lunch table, if you will. And so, um, you know, that's one way I gain access is to remain inquisitive, ask a lot of questions, read, go deeper, do research, figure things out, um, not, not stop at the first no or opportunity that comes about, try to find ways that I can exploit opportunities, etc. Um, the second way that I think about access or how to attain access is I've stopped looking over my shoulder for someone to join me. Um, I'm a very extroverted person. I come from um, an outgoing family. I have a fabulous, amazing friends, and I love being around people. And um, I will say moving away from the D.C. area, my home for 40 years, has actually given me some of the best freedom of my life. And I tell you that because back home, I um, would plan trips or dinner based on other people and their availability. Anything I wanted to do, weekend plans, go to this festival, go to that concert. You know, I always wanted to do it with another person or I would just wait or if no one could go or wanted to go, then I wouldn't go. Um, since I live away from everyone, um, I do a lot of things alone now. Um, trust me, no one is looking to fly out of Norfolk International Airport if they don't have to. So if I want to go somewhere, I can't wait to coordinate all the time, you know, how I'm going to get places with people or what my schedule and their schedule is going to be and, you know, etc. I have to plan based on my own agenda. Um, you know, there's a pretty cool concert that's coming here um, in a couple of weeks. It's going to be um, Nas and Mary J. Blige. And when the concert was first announced, I was like, I'm 100% going. Never been to a concert by myself before. Never been to the Virginia Beach Amphitheater but was ready to go. Now, I will throw a disclaimer in. I did hit up my friend um, in D.C. and was like, yo, do you want to go to this concert? And she did say yes, and she is coming um, down for the weekend. But if she said no, I had already had a ticket in my cart and was about to just buy one, and I was just going to go and experience a concert by myself. Um, and so I think you know, doing that and the benefit of going alone. And I've shared in the past um, some of my experiences about solo travel. Um, but, you know, I think in this situation, um, being alone and living in a town where I don't have any family or friends, I have a lot of experiences that are alone. I've been all over this place and I have met lots of fantastic people, had great experiences, eating delightful food, having fantastic you know, drinks, coffee, etc., and have learned so many things and have been invited or told about 
other places based on some of the travels that I've had or places that I've experienced um, alone. And as a result of that, when I'm forced to go somewhere for work, oftentimes when I travel for work, I travel alone. Um, And I've learned the art of choosing that one amazing spot in town, going alone, sometimes with a book and enjoying my night, having a good time by myself, meeting other people, but I'm not on anyone's agenda or anyone else's timetable. And, you know, I have a really good time. Um... And so the last thing I'll emphasize about solo travel is just how helpful people are when you travel solo. People always want to share tips and um, and not just tips of other places to go, but I've gotten um, tips on amazing wines to drink. In fact, someone just offered me, um, I met someone who owned a vineyard and um, they're giving me wine from their vineyard, very expensive wine because I looked it up because again researcher. Um, and you know, like just things like that. Like I just normally wouldn't have access to people or conversations or et cetera. And so, um, the freedom of, um, not waiting for someone else to join you sometimes to do things, um, you know, the road less traveled, you know, sometimes you have to do it or go and do things that people wouldn't normally go and do without the company of someone else. Um, lastly, my thought on how I give access is, um, is pretty similar. It'll sound familiar to you. Um, but I love really sharing what I learned to help out other people. It's partly why I share my experiences, um, on this podcast. I'm very passionate about having a transparent leadership style. I don't want the path to my success to seem coded. It should feel very, um, accessible to, for me, it's important for it, my path to success to feel accessible to anyone who is hungry and looking and eager to advance in their career. As a leader, I talk a lot out loud with my team and, um, I want them to hear my thought process and my learning process and how I'm actually going through and making decisions. It's important to me that they see how I reach a decision or for them to be a part of the decision-making process. Because if I'm doing my job right, they will one day be in a position where they're making larger scale decisions and moves and things like that themselves. And they'll be able to think for themselves. It won't be the first time that they're put in that particular environment or their situation. And my favorite thing about leading is giving giving people access to rooms, conversations, decisions, opinions, information, etc., that they would not have otherwise had if it weren't for me providing that access to them. Um, the times in my career when I've grown the most have come when I've been given access to bigger things than my current role. Um, so this is why I'm very passionate about it. I can think for every time that someone has surprised me by turning around and asking me for my opinion when I wasn't expecting it or I didn't think that my opinion mattered in a particular uh, moment or situation, um, that has made a huge difference in my career. And I love doing that for other people. You know, like what is the point of being a trailblazer or being the first to the room or the first in a situation if you're not leaving an actual trail that is helpful for others to reach you? So um, that's my simple thought on freedom through access. I think that one of the things that, like I said, um, one of the ways that I've measured success as of late is I have just noticed um, how much more access to different environments, um, how many more options I have, 
um, and how many more options I'm able to provide other people. I really, really um, love the way that that feels. So my simple thought going into this week is how do I continue to push the envelope of gaining and giving access? Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully it won't be months and months and months that go by. Maybe someone will challenge me to uh, record a podcast um, so I can stick to a deadline like um, my colleague did for the month of June. Um, Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.